something's up in the spirit. I don't know what's up, but something's up. Uh, God's given me this morning. Uh, wait till we get. Okay. God this morning was giving me. He spoke my heart. I, uh, I, 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 thy foot will not be taken. That's what came up in my heart. Thy foot will not be taken. And so I had to look it up where it is. And it was Proverbs 3.26. Thy foot will not be. I'll, I'll read it to you. Proverbs 3.26. Um, says. Uh, uh, For the Lord shall be thy confidence. And shall keep thy foot from being taken. And you know. And then. Uh, uh, I was in Psalm 91 this morning. In the Amplified Bible. And we get to prayer. And Karen's in Psalm 91. And then Kevin's got us singing. Uh, Huh? I dwell in safety. Uh, the Holy Ghost trying to tell us something. I can tell you that, that that's the Holy the Holy Spirit's Holy Spirit's preparing us for something. So Psalm ninety one. Let's pray it together. Hallelujah! You can just we'll pray it in the Bible. Uh, this is how I pray it. Um, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Can you do this with me? That I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, you are my refuge and my fortress, my God, in you will I trust. Surely you deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You cover me with your feathers and under your wings I trust. Your truth is my shield and buckler. I will not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand might fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked, because I have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, my habitation. There shall no evil befall me, neither Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling, for you give your angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. They bear me up in their hands. I do not dash my foot against a stone. I tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon I trample underfoot. Because I set my love upon you, therefore you deliver me. You set me on high because I have known your name. I call upon you and you answer me. You are with me in trouble you deliver me and honor me and with long life will you satisfy me and show me your salvation hallelujah well praise God we took care of that didn't we amen glory to God well we are talking about uh, some several things in our Sunday morning service last week we started talking about believers authority we started talking about the believer's authority, and we want to talk about believer's authority, wanted to, so that we could talk about speaking to the mountain, and ultimately where I'm going is to go to the place where we don't, where I want to talk about not looking at the mountain, and so, uh, hallelujah, but you know, it does no good to not look at the mountain if you have, haven't spoke to it first. Amen. In other words, we can't just put our head down in the sand and pretend this isn't, you know, just pretend this is, everything's going to be okay. I know somebody told me, I, I believe it was your husband, uh, didn't tell me, but told Pastor that he heard a minister say recently um, that he said, God's got this whole thing under control. He's so in control, you don't even have to pray. 
That is, there is nothing further from the truth than that. Family, we have to pray. God's not in control. He's given the authority and the dominion to man. And what happens on this earth, we're responsible for. Amen. And the responsibility, and of course, we can't do it without His help. And we can't do it without His... Boy, we need the leading of the Holy Ghost. We need to hear the Holy Ghost like never before. And how well we hear will determine how well we are protected and how well we prosper. Amen. And not only how well we hear, but how well we obey what we hear. Amen. We have to be obedient to what we hear. And uh, so we, 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 we must do everything possible to train ourselves to hear the voice of the God. And so we need one of the things we can do to train ourselves to hear the voice of God is to practice. We can practice on things that don't mean much. You know, I've did that for years. I would ask the Lord, you know, I'd be going to get a birthday cake. And I'd say, Lord, which bakery should I go to? Now, I knew he didn't really care, but I didn't even care that he cared. I wanted to know, I wanted to practice just hearing something in here. Just hearing something down in my heart. And so, and I know a pastor friend of ours used to say that he would be going down the road and he would say, now, is that light? He would see a light several Away, well, the lights are fewer and further between in West Texas. And so he'd say, now when I get there, is that light going to be red or is it going to be green? And he would listen to his heart and let the Holy Spirit say red or green. And then when he got there, he would see if, and you know, he would check himself. And so we practice hearing the Lord and we listen for him and, uh, and, and learn to hear his voice because he's not speaking very often in audible voice. He's speaking by the still small voice inside of us. And so we have to be able to hear him. But he has given us authority and dominion in the earth. In Genesis 1.26, we know that was his plan from the beginning because he said to Adam, he, or actually he said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. Let them have dominion or authority. In Luke 10, 19, I'm going to review a little bit from last week. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And so the better we understand our authority and the more faith we've developed in the fact that we have authority, the more that we're going to be able to be a success in this life and, Lord, and the more we're going to be able to be used by God. Because, you know, even if you don't have a mountain to move, God's got some mountains He wants you to move for Him. Amen. Amen. You may not have a mountain one in your life. Well, praise God, we want you to come up here this morning. Because, you know, really there's very few people that don't have something that they're trying to overcome. You know, the curse is rampant out there. I know Angelique works for a neurologist, and she told me last week, she said, you know, she said, uh, well, oh, tomorrow's going to be a busy day. We're going to see 67 patients. I'm like, how could 67 people in Tuscaloosa have something wrong with their brain? You know, it's just like, I mean, it was just hard for me to fathom that that many people could have something wrong with them. But the curse is rampant out there. Thank God we're in the secret place of the Most High God. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. But we have authority. And so authority is delegated power. God delegated His power to us. Uh, authority is what releases the power. As we release our authority with our mouth, we release the power of God. We make Him able to work in the earth. 
Amen. In Matthew 18, 18, if you remember, he says, Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. If you look at that in several different versions, which we did in healing school the other day, but it says, Whatever you allow on earth, I will allow in heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth, I will forbid in heaven. One version says, Whatever you permit on earth, I will permit in heaven. So, you know, it's like we sometimes say, Well, why did God allow that? Well, God didn't allow it. You allowed it. Or we allowed it. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not only important that we understand our authority, our believer's authority, but we understand what we're responsible for. What's under my, uh, my realm of responsibility? Where, what, what's under my domain? Amen. And so we will look at some of those things. In uh, Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. We know this was after uh, uh, the resurrection. He's resurrected when he was walking the earth for 40 days. And he said, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. He had gone into the bowels of hell. And he had won back the keys to death and hell. And he had uh, actually, you know, we're more than restored we're, we're, you know, sometimes you hear, well, we've been restored to how Adam was in the Garden of Eden. No, it's better than that, folks. Because I'll tell you one thing about it. One way it's better is that Adam was not sealed by the Holy Spirit. And he could, uh, but we've been, the Bible teaches us that we've been sealed. He, God sealed us. And when he recreated us and we were born again and he put the Holy Ghost in us, he sealed us. Amen. And we don't have just life. We have resurrection life. And until Jesus raised, was raised from the dead, there had never been resurrection life in the earth. But now we have resurrection life. So we've been, we got better than Adam. Hallelujah. So if you think he had it good, you've got it better. Amen. Glory to God. In Romans 5, 17, this is the amplified version I'm going to read to you. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So we, because we're born again, we reign in life. We reign as kings in life. You are a king's kid. Amen. And you know what? You're higher than all the princes of the earth. In God's realm of authority, no king. Prince Charles, Queen Elizabeth, none of them have the, the, none of them have the authority and the reigning power that you have. Because see, theirs is a natural right. Theirs is in the natural and ours is in the supernatural or the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. We are kings in life. We are reigning in life as kings. We are king's children. Hallelujah. Is that good news or what? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to John 4, verse 12. I want to look at this again this week. We looked at it last week, but I want to look again. John chapter 4, verse 12. No, excuse me, John chapter, huh, I think it's 14. I think I wrote that down wrong. Typed it in wrong. It's 14. John 14, 12. John 14, verse 12. <clears throat> well, actually, let's start. Uh, 
No, that's the verse. Let's, okay, let's start right there. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Say greater works. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So he tells us here about the greater works, doing the works of Jesus and doing the greater works. And he tells us how we're going to do them. The problem is that we have the word ask in here, and really the word should be demand. Or if you don't, if that makes you feel uncomfortable, whatever ye demand in my name. If that makes you feel uncomfortable, let's use the word command. Whatever you command in my name. Sometimes that sounds like a little easier to digest or whatever. Whatever ye command in my name, glory to God, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and if you shall command or demand anything in my name, I will do it. So he tells us here how to do the works of Jesus. And he tells us, it gives us a clue about our realm of authority and what, what can we do? What, what do we have the right to demand or command? Well, we have the right to demand or command the things that Jesus did, the works of Jesus. And we don't want to get out from underneath that or go beyond our authority in that. So what did Jesus do? Well, he healed the sick. Now, we have a lot of other verses where he tells his disciples, go heal the sick. And we know he cast out devils. So that's within the realm of our authority. That's within the realm of the works of Jesus. Uh, he, he delivered people from demonic influence and demonic oppression. Uh, so we know we have authority, and he told us to, to do those things, to cast out devils. Uh, what else did Jesus do? Well, Jesus, uh, he spoke to the storm. So we know that we have authority, and, we, and that's within the realm of the works of Jesus, that we can command or demand concerning the weather and concerning storms. Amen. That would not be out from underneath our authority. So we can tell a tornado to go back up into the clouds. Amen. We can tell, we can command or demand that hail uh, stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Because that was Jesus calmed the storm. Uh, let me see what else I wrote down. Some things. Um, he raised the dead. We know that we can raise the dead. That that's within the realm of our authority to raise the dead. Well, how do we know what dead to raise? Well, uh, there we go uh, to back to the question of being led by the Spirit, I believe. But one of the things we can know from the works of Jesus is that Jesus never raised an old person from the dead. Not one time. It was always a young person. Someone that had not been satisfied with long life had not lived out their days. He didn't raise any old people from the dead. So that should give us a little guideline of who, who we can raise from the dead is somebody that, that's not lived out the fullness of their years and the fullness of their days. Amen? And um, hallelujah. But we're led by the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, in that, in that situation, just as Jesus did. Because he gave us another guideline, and he said, what the things that I see my Father do, I do. And so we have to be looking in our heart and seeing what the Father is showing us to do in certain situations, in certain circumstances. Amen? 
we have to look into our heart. He said, I see the things I see my father do, I do those things. And he, and he said, I do my, those things that I see my father do, I do them in like manner to how I see him do them. And we know Jesus is our example, and we do the works of Jesus in like manner to how he did them. So we can look into the Gospels, and we can see how did Jesus raise the dead? What did he say? How did he heal the sick? And we minister, we should be ministering like Jesus ministered. Amen. And like Paul ministered. Paul ministered like Jesus ministered. He, the, the disciples modeled themselves after Jesus. And so we can go to the epistles and, and Acts, the book of Acts, and see how they ministered. We know Peter and John went to pray. You know, we sing that song. Y'all want me to sing the song for you? Peter and John went to pray. Met a lame man on the way. He stuck out his palm and asked for an alm. And this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he's walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. We could do that song right now. Y'all all stand up. No. <laughs> we used to do that in our home Bible study. We used to walk and leap and praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eric was brought me back to the oldies this morning. He was wanting to request some songs, and he wanted us to sing the laughing song. We used to sing a song that said... If you want joy, you must laugh for it. Ha, 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 And he was really wanting to sing that song this morning. Now, he did bring it up, but I don't know if he was. I asked him if he would lead a song, and he said that's what he was going to lead. That or uh, uh, one of the Jewish songs. He was really partial to the Jewish songs we used to sing. You know, y'all remember them? Y'all don't? Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't remember, Eric. They missed such a blessing. Mark 16. Look over in Mark 16 just for a moment. Hallelujah. But anyway, the, the apostles, they, they ministered in like manner as how Jesus ministered. You know, it's amazing what you can get in your heart by singing. You know, you sing those scriptures and you get them in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. We ought to get the kids to sing in that song. Mark 16. <clears throat> Uh, and we see here, and Jesus said unto them, verse 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And that word, if you read the Amplified Bible even, and if you look it up in the Greek, man, it is go out and declare and publish and boldly proclaim. And it is a proclamation of the gospel. It is noisy. It is loud. Boy, it's getting out there. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So we can see here some of the realm of our authority. In my name shall they cast out devils. You've been given authority over devils. Hallelujah. Well, you say, well, how do I know if there is a devil if I don't see it? There we go back to being led by the Spirit, listening to the voice of God. And you know, also being... Um, you know, the Bible says our senses can be trained to discern between good and evil. And also, uh, you can just tell sometimes. I mean, you know, if, uh, if, if, the, if they're foaming at the mouth and something's throwing them in the fire, we read that in the Bible. It's a devil. You don't have to have a word from God if something's throwing them into the fire, folks. You know, you got a devil here on your hands and you need to, you have authority though. We don't have to be afraid of the devil. He has to obey you when you give the command of faith. And uh, let's see, what else did it say there? And in my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They always take up serpents. Now we've built denominations on taking up serpents and hallelujah. And um, I don't know if they still do that much anymore, but they still have shows about it on the Discovery Channel. Let's put it that way. And um, 
But, you know, really that's just a misinterpretation of the scriptures. Um, uh, the Amplified Bible literally says they shall drive out devils or drive out serpents. They, it means uh, to... Uh, it means to raise the voice. That take up, I looked up take up in the Strong's Concordance. It means to raise the voice. It doesn't really have anything to do with touching serpents, picking up serpents. To raise the voice, to put away. Now, um, <clears throat> really, I believe what the Lord was showing us here, because he'd already talked about casting out devils, so why would he be talking? He's not really talking about devils. But he's talking about the authority that we have over the animal kingdom. Because um, uh, Adam had had authority over the animal kingdom, and that authority had been uh, lost, or uh, and um, uh, Jesus restored to us the authority that we have over the animal kingdom. And the serpent is representative of the most vilest animal, the animal that is not ever going to be friends with man. Even a lion, you know, sometimes people can semi kind of make pets out of them. I mean, you know, you don't want to trust that. Siegfried and Roy or whatever their name was, he, he kind of thought one was his friend not too long ago and found out that that, you know, that they're, that even though that they're, an, they're anim, that they're, maybe they're friendly, they're still animals. But we have been given authority over the animal kingdom and we do not have to be afraid of the animal kingdom. And you know, um, uh, these people, they walked everywhere they went. They, uh, they were confronted maybe sometimes with the animal kingdom and had to deal with the kingdom of animals more than we did. And they had to deal with uh, serpents and so forth. We know that Paul built a fire one time, loose sticks together, set it on fire, and a, a serpent or a snake attached itself to him. And he threw that thing off. He knew he had authority over the animal kingdom. And, any, and that, uh, that animal kingdom could not rule over him or could not harm him. And you say, well, I don't know if that's that important. Important, but you know there's a lot of people that don't realize that we're in authority and they're afraid of snakes. They're tremendously afraid of snakes. Now I'm not advocating we like them. I personally think there's something wrong with a Christian that has pet snakes and, and, and some other animals too. Spy, and, and you know spiders and things like that. We don't have to fear though. We have authority. We don't have to fear bees and wasps and we were talking about those yesterday and the, the you know bee stings and wasp stings and we, don't, we have been given authority over the animal kingdom. We don't have to let the dog bite us. Amen? Hallelujah. So I believe God, Jesus was speaking about our authority over, not only our authority over the devil and the serpent represented by the devil, but our authority over the animal kingdom as represented by the serpent. And it says also that it, uh, it shall, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Here he's also talking about the authority we have um, over. Um, he's he's specifically, I believe, addressing here the fact they had uh, unclean water a lot of times. They had unclean things in their water. They had microorganisms from the animal kingdom. You know, they had things in their water that were poisonous. E. coli. All you know the things that we hear things about. But family, we have authority over those things. We don't have to fear those things. Amen. And especially as we're doing the works of God, we don't walk around in fear. Hallelujah. Now, we don't purposely drink dirty water, but we, on the other hand, um, 
We have to, we can literally walk without fear. You do not have to fear because nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. If you get bit by something, don't fear. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Rise up in your believer authority. I've been bit twice by a scorpion. I just rose up in my believer authority. I've been bit by other things. I rise up in my believer authority. Not too long ago, I decided I'm not, I, didn't, I don't let dogs bite me, and I ain't letting mosquitoes and chiggers bite me anymore. I sat outside last night, and they didn't chew on me. <laughs> Though we sat outside a long time. I'm telling you, they're chewing on everybody else in our family. They need to get a hold of this. Because they said, let's go in, because things are chewing on me. And I said, they're not. I mean, I didn't say anything. I really was checking it out, because I would used my authority. But I have, I have no bites this morning, because I decided, I rule over you. I don't let dogs bite me, and I don't let you bite me. Amen. And you know the same with the sun. The Bible, you know, we don't have to fear. The, you, oh, you know, the UV rays. Some, <laughs> Because the Bible says the sun shall not smite me. It can't smite me. Can it smite you? Hallelujah. But now I'm going to protect this uh, lovely southern. I like southern women because they always have that. You know, they don't, have you ever seen, well, I don't get to get in that, but you ever seen women from Colorado? They look like they've been beat up by the wind and the, they are, they're dry and weathered and they are, but us Southern women, we're creamy. Hallelujah. I like that creamy look, don't you? I like it pale and creamy. I don't like that tan, old, uh, look like an old piece of leather look. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm on your toes in here, but I like creamy. That's just my preference. I like creamy. Don't you like creamy? Hallelujah. Creamy. You know, we get us a hat, get us gloves, and stay creamy. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So turn to, uh, uh, so we, oh, no, did we finish that? Yeah, we did. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So our dominion over sickness and disease. Turn to uh, Luke 9, 1. You're, you're right there close. Just keep it going. Luke 9, 1. Luke 9, 1. <coughs> Hallelujah. All the creamy ladies were happy about that. That, that. that tanning bed, it is just too much like a coffin for me. I'm sorry. It just reminds me of a coffin. I mean, it does. That bothers me. I'm, I, I have dominion, but I ain't laying down in that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, I mean, if I was going to go, I'd go to that one down here where you stand up and I, you rotate or whatever. Hallelujah. This body was designed to be quiet and creamy. It wouldn't tan no matter what I did. Luke 9 1. Luke, yeah. Luke 9 1. Hallelujah. No, I'm not against anything you want to do. I remember tan's pretty. I mean, I like the natural tan, though. You know, uh, some of y'all are born with it. Luke 9 1. Well, you were. Hallelujah. You're, I like that. That look too. Hallelujah. Thank you. Luke 9 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. If you look this up in the Greek, he says he's given you power and authority over all devils and disease to cure them. It's kind of worded different. He gives you authority. We have authority over devils, we have authority over diseases, and we have authority to cure both of those. 
And a lot of diseases are caused by devils. About one-third of Jesus' ministry had to do with dealing with the spirit of infirmity. So about probably about one-third today we could say of all people with sickness and disease, a one-third of them have to do with a devil. And we're not dealing with that. In the church we're not dealing with it, but in doctors sure don't deal with that. And you can't get rid of a disease with medicine that's caused by a devil. Now medicine can help some things, but it can't help that. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, we know that there's medicines and things that can promote healing. And, and, you know, antibiotics can help things heal faster and so forth. But when there's a devil involved, we're going to have to command and deal with the devil. Mark, uh, John, uh, John, excuse me, John 16. Because we saw the works of Jesus in John 14. Now in John 16, we're going to look at um, another John 16, 23. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. So here he's talking about something totally different. He's not talking about doing the works of Jesus here. He's talking about your joy being full. God wants us to have joy and he wants to give us our desires. He wants us to bless us. He said, I've given you rich, all things richly to enjoy. I have given unto you all things richly to enjoy. He wants us to have joy. And for our joy to be full, we don't go and demand God. We don't go and demand, I demand a thunderbird or whatever it is you want. Hallelujah. We don't demand. We go and we ask. Amen. And we ask in Jesus' name. And he gives us the things we ask. Hallelujah. That our joy may be full. Hallelujah. Now, when we are doing the works of Jesus, we should expect, we can, we can have results quickly, immediately even. Hallelujah. Immediately or very soon, we're doing the works of Jesus. We're out there commanding in Jesus' name. I mean, I don't want to command a devil to get off of you, and it takes six years for the devil to get off of you while you could die. But when I go to ask for the things that bring me joy, I sometimes have to wait a while, don't I? Anybody ever asked for a Thunderbird or a car and found out that it didn't show up the next day? Anybody ever ask? Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God begins to move things in our direction. And you know, when we ask Him for something, He usually always gives us some instructions of what to sow or what to do. Start bringing that harvest in. Amen. Harvest sometimes takes some time. Turn to Mark eleven twenty two. Harvest can take some time, and, and that's what that's talking about is getting your joy full, getting your needs met. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to encourage you to ask. Ask for the things that you need. Ask for the things you desire. Glory to God. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Mark eleven twenty two. 22. <clears throat> have faith in God or have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So God's teaching, excuse me, Jesus is teaching them here how to operate in the God kind of faith or the faith of God, which they did not have at this time, but they were soon going to have 
because after the resurrection and Jesus' death on the cross, he bought us in redemption, uh, complete redemption. And now we know that we have the faith of the Son of God residing on the inside of us to each man is given that measure of faith. And we, were, we have the faith of God. We have the God kind of faith residing on the inside of us. So he was teaching them how to operate in the God kind of faith. And there's two parts to operating in the God kind of faith. There's the speaking to the mountain part. And then there's the praying, believing that you receive when you pray part. And sometimes we use both of those in a situation. And sometimes we use just one of them. And uh, you have to, see, you know, we got to discern. We got we to gotta know what to, you know, it, we don't just rush, we can't just rush in there. And it's not just any old prayer will prayer do. We have to think about it sometimes even before we pray and say, now how am I going to, how, how do I approach this situation that I'm dealing with today? Do I need to speak to the mountain here? Or do I need to just pray and believe that I receive when I pray? And you know, one of the things we don't need to, really, we can do this, but we don't have to, is concerning healing. Since healing already belongs to us, we don't really have to pray for healing. We really don't have to pray for healing. Healing already belongs to us, and, we, and God really never intended us to be going around praying for healing all the time. He intended us to believe we had it and to walk in it and to start walking in divine health. Now, one of the things that's, uh, uh, that we do have to do in order to maintain that divine health is to resist the devil. We resist the devil, and he will flee from us. And this has to, and you know, this kind of goes along with speaking to the mountain. We speak to mountains, don't we? We speak to mountains and they have to obey us. Glory to God. One preacher said, uh, Mark Hankins, he said, if you knew what was on the other side of the mountain, you'd speak to it. If you knew how good well, the thing that was on the other side of that mountain was, you'd speak to it. Um, <laughs> We have to use our believer authority. Sometimes it's not enough just to pray. If we don't speak to the mountain, things won't get done. Let me give you an example of that. Uh, there was this person, um, uh, I heard about this on a tape, but uh, it bore witness to me, I understood it. Uh, they had been believing God and had prayed and asked God to sell their house. And so for two years, they did not have this house sold. And they had prayed and believed they received and they were in faith, but this house was not selling. And then they heard someone teach about speaking to the mountain. And so they, they, they were quickened to that and so they spoke to the mountain and they, they, uh, they, uh, they took authority over the demonic hindrance to the house selling. And they said, we bind in all demonic hindrance against this house selling. We tell it to be gone in the name of Jesus. Two days later, the buyer comes and says, the minute you put the sign in the front yard, I wanted this house. The minute you put the sign in the front yard, I said, this house is mine. But, but, the, but I, my finances have been hindered for two years to buy this house. And he said, he went on to say, he said, I even said, Lord, I believe this is my house. Lord, don't let this house sell. 
<laughs> which I'm not sure that was, you know, I'm sure maybe he held it up for that guy. But, you know, um, anyway, the devil was involved hindering the finances of the man who God, God answered the prayer. God sent the buyer. God, sent, God put it in the heart of somebody to buy it. God sent the buyer. But the enemy's in the way hindering the finances. So a lot of times it's not enough to pray, and you need to discern that. Sometimes you need to speak to the mountain. You need to speak to the hindrance. Uh, and, and, and speak to the mountain. When we know that, that in healing a lot of times, that sometimes we need to speak to a symptom. That it technically, you know, pray, Lord, Father, I ask you and believe that you receive, I believe I receive healing. Well, he's already healed us, and we, we know that in this church, and we go around saying, by his stripes I was healed, I know I'm already healed. And a lot of times we're like, well, I don't understand, because, you know, I still feel not so good, but we haven't completed it. We hadn't spoke to the mountain. We're not speaking sometimes to the symptoms and commanding the mountain to be removed, be cast into the sea. I command the pain to be removed. I command the the blockage to be removed. I don't know whatever it is that's uh, that's uh, that's bothering you. I we sometimes we're not speaking to the mountain. And we need to speak to the mountain. And I'll tell you something. When we pray and ask God for something, uh, we don't pray twice. Because that's unbelief. But we can speak to that mountain and we need to speak and keep on speaking until that thing is removed. And, and we need to keep coming at it. Keep coming at it. I, was, I read this from Robert Schuler. I adapted it. I changed a couple of words, but it was really good anyway. It says, when faced with a mountain, I will not quit or be afraid. I will simply speak and keep on speaking until it disappears, until I pass over, find a pass-through, tunnel underneath, or simply stay and turn the mountain into a gold mine with God's help. I think that's true. I think sometimes... Now, of course, in the case of symptoms, it wouldn't be true. They're not going to keep them for anything. But in some situations that we thought were mountains in our lives, if we would just let the Holy Spirit lead us, we wouldn't necessarily have to move it. We could turn it into a gold mine. And some mountains I don't think even have to move. Some mountains we can just jump over. That's what the Lord gave me. You know, uh, we're, we're believing to move all the mountains of religion in Tuscaloosa County. And you know, like I said, sometimes you, you may not have a mountain. You need to help God move some of His. And so we've been, been, we're believing. But, you know, this year we said, hey, we'll run through a troop and leap over a wall. We're not even going to wait till the mountain moves. We're going to keep speaking to it, but we're just going to keep jumping over it. Yeah. Just leap over the wall. Yeah. Hallelujah. Some mountains you can just jump over. Some mountains you can just tunnel through. You know, Mark Brzee says when you're believing God for something and you've prayed and you've prayed the plan out in advance and you run into a brick wall. Everybody ever run into a brick wall and just you couldn't figure out where to go next? He said back up, take a step or two backwards and look and see where God's already knocked the hole in the wall. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. A lot of times you don't have to get rid of the mountain. You There's already a hole right through it. Hallelujah. But one thing for sure, we ought to be speaking to it. We, you know, we may tunnel over a mountain, tunnel through a mountain, pass over a mountain, jump over a mountain, but I'm still going to move that mountain because I'm going to move it for other people. Because some other people may not be able to jump over it, may not be able to tunnel through it, may not be able to go around it, but we can move it for other people. So we need to keep coming at the mountain. I want to tell you, if you've got symptoms in your body, you don't have to keep trying to talk God in to heal you. He already did, but you can keep. You need to keep speaking to those symptoms in the name of Jesus, commanding them to leave, using your believer authority. And you know, I tell you, I talk to stuff. I talk to my body. I get up in the night. If anything's hurting, I tell it. I'm talking to it. 
I'm talking to it. I'm been walking down the street. I've had this happen, walk down the street and the ankle kind of do something crazy and pain and my I'll be standing there and pointing at it and talking to my ankle. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to, I don't care. My kids are like, oh God, mom, you know. But I don't care who it embarrasses. I'm not letting that thing get a foothold in my life. And you know, well, I'll wait till three weeks from now and all the company leaves. Well, yeah, and it'll have, a, it'll, have a, it'll have a stronghold by then. And hallelujah, it'll take you six years to get rid of it because you let it stay so you wouldn't embarrass anybody. Amen. So I don't care if it embarrasses the kids. I don't care if it embarrasses my husband. Hallelujah. He don't care if it embarrasses me. He talks in tongues and dillards. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'll be trying on clothes and he's waiting on me. He'll be over there. So la, la, la. I was like, could you knock it down a octave or two? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you knew what was on the other side of that mountain, you'd start talking to it. You know, we need to talk to the mountain of debt. I want to talk to you about talking. Do you talk to your bills? I'm telling you, I, I don't pay a church credit card bill or a church bill of any kind. I'm not talking to it in the name of Jesus. I'm commanding it to be paid off. I command supernatural debt cancellation. I command you to be thrown into the sea. I command this debt to be gone in Jesus' name. Oh, I am talking to the mountain. And I'll tell you something else. I have authority over money. You say, do we have authority over money? You do if you've got a harvest in the field. I have authority over my harvest. And if I've sown seed, I've got a multiplied harvest out in the field. And I have authority. And I'm not sitting around saying, oh, God, please send a harvest. No, I'm commanding. I command harvest to come. And I quit even saying it how Brother Thompson said it. I mean, I love him. Money cometh. I quit saying that. I quit saying money cometh. I started to say, I command money to come in Jesus' name. I command my harvest to come. I'm not asking for something that's not mine. I'm asking for my harvest. I'm demanding my harvest come. And it's not up to God to harvest my harvest. It's up to me to harvest my harvest. I've been given the authority. And you can just not do it this way and you can just believe, oh, well, I'm just believing God's going to do something. And you'll get a little trickle. But you'll get more if you start commanding. This is a war. Have y'all ever noticed this is a war out there? It's a war. He doesn't want you, the devil don't want you to have your money. He doesn't want you to have what's already yours. God will not use your authority for you. See, a lot of times we want God to do all the doing. But he won't use your authority for you. Um, nobody has authority over your body and your life like you do. You know, I can help you and I can speak things for you, but nobody can speak it like you can speak it. Amen. And so, you know, we do speak and say things, and we've been given authority <coughs> in the church. Glory to God. Turn to Luke 17, 6. Who, how? In the church members, the people that have come to this church, we have a certain amount of authority in their lives. Well, in fact, we have authority. Hallelujah, unless they just won't let us have. And so we speak things. We're always speaking things over you. We're always speaking, hallelujah, that your harvest is coming. And, and high glory to God. We're always speaking. And, and they're, they're in a storm that don't come to Tuscaloosa County that we don't say. And, and it'll pass over every member of Word of Life Church and all those that are attending Word of Life Church, even the ones that are just started visiting. You know, we pray and we say, and it won't touch their houses in Jesus' name. It'll lift up. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 17, 6. 
Are you there? I'm, I'm there. And the Lord said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. It should obey you. Uh, <coughs> hallelujah. You know, uh, trees have roots. Have y'all ever noticed trees have roots? Hallelujah. So you know you need to talk to the root of things. You need to talk to the root of things. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, you ought to be walking through your house speaking things. You know, I, I used to, and I still, if they was there, I'd still be doing it. But, you know, I'd go into my kids' bedrooms, and I was speaking things in their bedrooms. And Eric, I didn't tell him. Hallelujah. But, man, I was in there praying and talking and talking and talking. I talked about what, then you know, this is the dreams they'll have, and this is the things that they'll think, and this is, you know, talking. See, you're, you have authority over your children. They're living in your household, eating your groceries. you got authority. Amen? Hallelujah. So we have authority there. Speaking to the mountain is not optional to the God kind of faith. Remember in Mark eleven twenty two where we read, have the God kind of faith? Speaking to the mountain is not optional for God kind of faith. And it's key to getting our prayers answered. Glory to God. Um, <clears throat> after you speak to the mountain, and, and as you're, even as you're continuing to speak to the mountain, you have to make sure that you do not look at the mountain to see if it's moving. You have to totally disregard whether that mountain is moving or not. Because some, you know, mountains, just like sycamine trees, when you go and curse a tree like Jesus did, you know, even when something's happened to the roots, a lot of times it don't show up until the leaves. Well, it doesn't show up on the leaves until last. There's got to be something dead at the roots before the leaves ever figure it out. And the mountains that way also, you know, mountains don't always just start backing up or don't they don't always, but a lot of times mountains will stand there and they'll just stand there and stand there and stand there and then all of a sudden those mountains will implode. Like when they blow up a building. I know we watched on TV when they took a hotel down in Las Vegas. We were watching them do that and how they put the dynamite. Man, it just stood there and then all of a sudden it was like, whoom. But they didn't take that building down brick by brick, by brick. And you couldn't have looked at that building five minutes before they, they touched that button. You couldn't have looked at it and said, you know, boy, that mountain's moving. You couldn't have, you couldn't have told five minutes before it moved. You couldn't have told one minute. Wow, you couldn't have told three seconds before they mashed that button that anything was happening. But there had been something planted inside of that, that building that was called dynamite. Or maybe, I think, guess that's what they use. Anyway, it was called dynamite. And it was inside that building. And there was something planted there that was fixing to destroy that building. And when they mashed that button, that thing, it didn't, hit what, it didn't take three hours for that thing to leave. It didn't take 30 days. It was gone. It was it was just like that. And that's the way your mountain is. It'll stand there and it'll look at you and it'll look at you and it'll look at you. But when you speak, you're planting something inside that mountain that is making, I'm telling you, it's fixing to be, it's fixing to go. Hallelujah. So you don't look at, you can't look at the mountain and check and say, I, I don't think anything's happening. 
I'm speaking. And, and you know, the devil always tries to make us feel weak and feel bad about ourselves. And man, you know, you know, pastor can do this. Miss Debbie can do it. But nobody, <laughs> Brother Copeland can do this. But, you know, I'm just little old me. No, you are a God man. You have the faith of the Son of God residing on the inside of you. And it works for you. That faith works for you just like it did for Jesus. It works for you just like it did for Jesus. I mean, we ought to be using this just, we ought to be using our believer authority. I told this before, but I got gophers out of my yard with believer authority. I didn't like them little holes that that gopher was digging all over my backyard. Man, I said, and I, I said, you know, I've been redeemed from pestilence. And I told that gopher to be gone in Jesus' name. It wasn't a week later my neighbor came next door and said, I don't know where I got a gopher in my yard. <laughs> I didn't tell her I sent it. I didn't tell it to go to her yard. I just told it to be gone. And I don't know. I just didn't send it far enough, did I? And it just went right next door and, uh, and, and went to her house. And she wasn't a believer. And I didn't know how to tell her you know, how to get rid of it, and I wasn't real bold about that. I'm sure she wouldn't have been real happy if I'd have told her I commanded it to leave my yard, and it went into hers. I didn't want her spoiler for Christianity for all the rest of her life, so I just didn't say anything. But, you know, just because, you know, we, have a, we ought to be speaking to some things. What's at your house that's sticking its tongue out of you? What's, you know, I tell, boy, I tell mice. Boy, I hate mice. And I mean, not only do I put traps, and if I ever see a mouse, and which is not often, but if I ever do, I don't just put traps and poison. I start talking about to pestilence in my house. Because this is my property. And you know, I just do this. I, you know, I go and put, I put the bloodline around my property. I really do. I put the blood rice, station the angels around my property. Glory to God. And I just get, I just can imagine that bloodline going down this side of the house, across the front, down this side. Boy, I got a bloodline going around my house. Man, if anything ever violates it, I say, Whew, I better get on top of it. You know, I told you the kids stole my pineapple off my mailbox. I looked out there one day and we didn't have a pineapple on top of my mailbox. And I'm like, who could get on my property and steal anything? I really, I, it really brought me to attention. I said, hey, I gotta, if they could get on there and do that, I, they might could do something else. I need to get on top of this. I got on top of it, looked across the street, and it was sitting on top of the neighbors across the street's mailbox. And so they was gone for about three days, and we didn't want to just, because we thought, well, you know, maybe they bought one just like ours. And we didn't want to go steal that one, you know, to replace ours. And so we, uh, we just waited and waited and waited and, Finally, they came home, and we said, is that our pineapple? And they said, yeah, it's yours. And some kids in the middle of the night had gone, and that thing is heavy, and they had carried it over. Glory to God. So we need to be speaking about things. Hallelujah. We're responsible. Get responsible for your property. Get responsible at your house. Amen. And this, you know, these are things that we can be releasing faith as we're just walking through the house. You know, you don't have to get down and go into some sort of a trance and, you know, get into a holy trance for three hours and, you know, to get these things done. No, just as you're walking through the house picking up all the toys, family, you'd be taking and speaking and creating with your words and speaking to mountains. Amen. Glory to God. So this is not a major thing. Well, let's stand up together this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who has a middle ear infection here today?